So uh, here you are, resting on the floor, which probably for most people by 7.30 p.m. midweek is a pretty nice situation to be in, be able to rest on the floor. And if I ask you to feel how you rest, that probably sounds like a pretty mysterious question. How do you rest? I don't know. You just lie there. You're not doing anything. So how can I ask you how you do it? But each one of you is resting in your own individual way on the floor. There's places where you make contact with the floor, places where you don't. And that's almost like a fingerprint. It's like your own unique pattern. And it's the accumulation of how you, you know, how you're shaped, how your skeleton is, how your structure is. There's genetics involved in that. But it's also an accumulation of all the ways that you use yourself, your habits, how you use yourself day in and day out. And in that sense, it's kind of like an imprint or an impression of what you do all day. Like, for example, what kind of space is there behind your low back? What's the size and shape of that space? Those back muscles that help to maintain the arch of the back, they don't actually need to be working at all. You're lying on the floor. You're not standing. They don't need to do anything. But they don't stop their habitual work when you lie on the floor. So they're holding your back in your habitual arch. It's partly a matter of the structure and shape of the spine, but it's a lot more what your muscles are doing than you might think. So you just feel that. What's the size and shape of the space of your space behind your back? How does each leg rest on the floor? And it's almost like a bridge, right? It's like there's, there's a space behind your low back, there's the weight of your buttocks on the floor, and then there's space behind your thighs or your knees, maybe. That's the arch or the span of the bridge. And then your calf rests on the floor. There's another structural element to the bridge. And then another arch behind your ankles. Size and shape, is it the same left and right? And then your heels rest on the floor. Is it the back of your heels, the side of your heels, or your feet pointed in the same direction? And then if you go back to that arch behind your back, then you feel your upper back and shoulders there resting on the floor. And then another arch, like the spans of a bridge, the arch behind your neck. Feel the size and shape of that arch. And then there's how you rest your arms on the floor. I didn't give any instruction there. I just said lie on the floor. But you made some kind of subconscious choices, whether you have your arms resting on your body or close alongside you, palm up, palm down, elbows close in, elbows farther out. These are all little markers of your accumulated habits. And rather than trying to change anything that fundamental directly, we go at it kind of indirectly. So we experiment with different options, different movements, different combinations, different ideas of how to use yourself, and then come back and check in and see how this pattern is changing. And so to begin with, our first little experiment, bend your left knee and stand your left foot. And stand your left foot close to yourself and a little bit out to the side. So it's not near to your right knee really at all. It's closer to your buttock. It's a little bit wide out to the side. 
Remember, if I say wider, then some of you will put it like even wider than I intend, but just not right next to your right knee, just out to the side, closer to your buttock a little bit. And with your knee really standing over your foot. And now begin very gently, very slowly to press with your left foot and roll your pelvis to the right. Lift the left side of your pelvis and roll your pelvis to the right. Just press, lift, and then let it come down slowly. And in Feldenkrais, we're never really looking to do the maximum in a movement, and we're never really looking to strain, try hard. This is our sacred hour on Wednesday evening of being lazy and finding out just how much we can accomplish with less effort than we usually use in life. And press your foot, raise the left side of your pelvis, roll your pelvis to the right. And let your awareness get really broad. Let yourself take in everything. Take in how does your back take part in this movement. Left side of your back lifts. Maybe the left side of your chest lifts. Maybe the weight gets heavier on the right side of your chest. And then that all comes back down to the floor. So your right leg is long and you're pushing with your left foot to lift the left side of your pelvis. But your right leg stays on the floor and is long. And now notice something. Notice what you do with your knee as you do that. Do you tilt your knee to the inside or do you keep your knee right vertical over your foot? What was, I didn't specify either way, so which were you doing? And try both those options so you can feel the difference. A few times let your knee tilt to the inside as you push with your foot and lift the left side of your pelvis, roll to the right. And then a few times, really leave your left knee vertical to the ceiling, so it's standing straight, vertical to the ceiling, and push with your foot and roll your pelvis to the right. And feel you've got to do something a little different in your hip to do this. It's kind of interesting. It's kind of a different coordination. And you just roll as far as you roll. You don't have to lift or roll to the side. We'll get to that later. But for now, you just your shoulders stay more or less. Shift a little bit. And just roll so that your left foot stays more, left knee stays more or less pointing to the ceiling. And then your left hip has to open in an interesting way, right? To roll your pelvis to the right. Feel what that's like. Feel how clear, how secure you feel. You can take that force from the floor. Get it to your hip, use it to roll your hip, pelvis. Great. Okay, and then leave that stretch out and take a rest. Has anything changed in your contact with the floor, that fingerprint, how you're resting? 
just from that one simple movement done with awareness. And now bend your right leg and stand your right foot. Not too close, not close to your left knee, but out to the side and close to your buttock, close to yourself. And push with your right foot and just begin slowly. This is a different side, different configuration. You might have a different experience. Don't rush past it. Just start. Lift your pelvis a little bit. Roll it to the left. And then let it come down again. Slowly. You can even kind of follow the sequence, right? What lifts first? Your pelvis. Your low back lift. And then the ribs start to lift. Your lower ribs. Up your spine, you start to feel shifting under your shoulders. Your weight shifts to your left shoulder. And your back, just kind of follow that chain and follow that chain back down. What goes down to the floor first and second and third. And check your knee. What are you doing with your knee? Is it tilting to the inside? Try leaving your knee standing over your foot, vertical to the ceiling. Push with your foot and roll your pelvis to the left. Does your head know that this is happening? Does your head have anything to do with this movement? Certainly you feel it some distance up your spine. You feel it in your lumbar spine. You feel it in some of your spine through your ribs. But does it get to your cervical spine? Does it get to your head? Does your head know what's going on? And what does your head do? Does it turn? Does your chin nod? What happens? And leave that, stretch out your leg, take another rest. So now if you're new to Feldenkrais and you haven't done it before, I'll tell you it has not been unknown for people early in their experience with Feldenkrais to fall asleep during a lesson. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit unusual in the low level of demands on you. It's a lot of emphasis on listening, doing small movements quietly. We do, we spend the whole hour, it's something different every week, but we spend the whole hour every week with a similar theme. So you just sort of see it might take some time to adjust to that kind of level of, of engagement with minutia, shall we say. Bend your left foot again. Stand your left foot. And as you push, push with your left foot. Roll your pelvis to the right. And there's a few different options, aren't there, about what your head might do. But let's look for one particular option. 
push with your foot, roll your pelvis to the right, but also find an impulse, find the force from your foot up to your, up through your spine to your head so that your chin nods away from your neck. So you push with your left foot and you're rolling your pelvis to the right, but also rolling a little bit upwards so that pushes, you can feel your push, your foot actually pushing all the way to your head so that your chin nods away from your neck. Now, if you've done lots of lessons before in Feldenkrais, you might have done ones where you pull your chin down. You take the knee away and you pull your chin down. Now we're thinking, keep your knee pointed towards the ceiling and what kind of line up your spine. And if you haven't done this before, that's fine. Start wherever you start. Can you push and a little bit your left hip comes upwards and it pushes actually your chin away, rolling on the back of your head. Your face may stay pointing to facing to the ceiling, but a little bit your chin comes away from your neck. As though somebody were right underneath your left sits bone and we're sort of pushing up the whole length of your spine and your chin nods away from your neck. And then as you settle back down, your face settles back down into wherever your starting position was, flat to the ceiling, something like that. It's not so much about turning your face from side to side, but more really a force straight up that nods your chin away. And then add to this, lengthen your left arm overhead alongside your head, lengthen it on the floor. Maybe it's Straight up, maybe it's at a bit of an angle, but just lengthened on the floor overhead. Your left arm, not your right arm. Sorry. Your left arm, the same as the foot that's standing. Everybody's got it right. I'm correcting no one. Don't worry. (laughs) And push with your left foot. And now also can you feel that the push from your left foot lengthens your left arm on the floor? Lengthens your left arm on the floor. And then as you come back down to the floor, your left arm lets go of that lengthening and settles back in its starting position. There's two ways you could do this. You can actively add a lengthening of your left hand to the pushing from your left foot. And you could go ahead and do that. Whenever I tell you to feel a connection, if you don't feel it, you could go ahead and create it artificially. It's always an option. So try it a few times, making the connection yourself, lengthening your arm, nodding your chin away, letting your chin nod away from your neck. And then try it again with your arm being passive. Can you let your arm be passive so that it's really pushing from your foot and rolling your pelvis that lengthens your arm away? See if you find it. The uh, value in Feldenkrais is the looking and the exploration. You won't always find every single connection I talk about, but over time you'll make more and more connections. Okay. Then leave that. Bring your arm down slowly. Stretch out your leg. Take a rest. 
And then bend your right leg, left leg, sorry, stand your left foot, change legs. Is that right? Stand your the right. We were just doing the left. Thank you. <laughs> bend your right leg, stand your right foot. You're right. I was just talking about the left arm. Lengthen your right arm overhead. And remember, your foot is a little bit close to you and out to the side. It's not right next to your left knee. A little close to you and out to the side. If anything, it's further apart than your hips, further than hip width apart, a little bit to the outside. So press with your right foot, roll your pelvis to the left. And do that so that you're pushing up your spine and you're lengthening your right arm as you do that. And your chin nods away from your neck as you do that. You can look for that connection. You can make it artificially. And then come back and look for it, quote-unquote, naturally. Push with your right foot. Roll your pelvis to the left. In what direction can you push your right hip so that you lengthen your right arm? Then as you do that, turn your face away from your arm. So push with your right foot, roll to the left, lengthen your right arm, but turn your face to the left. Turn your face away from your arm. Do that a few times. And as you take your pelvis back to the ground, as you roll back onto your back, you turn your face back towards the ceiling. So push with your right foot, roll left, turn your face left, lengthen your right arm. And then do the opposite. Push with your right foot, roll left, lengthen your right arm, but turn your face right. Turn your face right as you roll left. Turn your face to look towards your lengthened arm. Gently. No big strain on your neck or anything. Just feeling that coordination of your pelvis rolling one way and your head rolling the other way as your arm lengthens. Great. Leave that slowly. Bring your arm down. Stretch at your legs. Take another rest. And feel any changes in the contact with your floor, how your, those spaces, right, those arches behind your own personal little bridge, arch behind your low back, arch behind your knees, arches behind your ankles, behind your neck. And then bend both of your knees and stand both of your feet. Good distance apart. Your knees over your feet. 
And push with both feet so that you lift your pelvis from the floor. Begin to lift your pelvis from the floor. This is probably a familiar movement. You've done it in other exercises. That's okay. Push. And here you're doing it really to weigh. How much, how easy is this? How heavy does your pelvis feel? How does your back come off the floor? Does it kind of peel off one vertebra at a time or does it come off in chunks? Might be a familiar movement from exercise, but here we're doing it with awareness. We're doing it in order to feel how we do it. And you see how far you can lift your pelvis easily and you don't push it any farther than that. You just turn around and come back down. And notice as you do this, what, if anything, happens with your head or do you do with your head? And let's add a specific involvement of the head. So you push with your feet, lift your pelvis, and as you do that, take your chin towards your neck, lengthen the back of your neck, and let the back of your head slide a little bit on the floor. So the back of your head will slide a bit, probably. And the back of your neck, the arch behind the back of your neck, will get smaller as this arch behind your little back and knees and everything else gets bigger. So you get sort of a little seesaw between the big arch below your upper back and the little arch above your upper back. Your head stays on the floor, just slides on the floor. And you take your pelvis, you take everything back down slowly. You let things settle in order so you feel in sequence how each next part of your back, the ribs, the spine, come back onto the floor as your chin comes back to where you started from. I'll just slowly feel the seesaw, lifting your low back and making that arch really big and letting the arch behind your neck become really small. And then that little arch behind your neck can revert to its natural normal curve as you take your pelvis back down to the ground. just always in movement. So you go up and then go down. Don't have to hold. You don't hold any particular position. Great. Okay. And leave that. Stretch out your legs. Take a rest. And then once again, bend your knees and stand your feet. Good distance apart, a little wider than your hips. And take your right hand now. I know what's coming. I'm going to tell you where to put your right hand. You're going to say, what? What? It's okay. We're going to figure it out. Okay. Take your right hand next to your head, between your right ear and your right shoulder, and place the palm of your right hand on the floor. 
and your elbow will be standing over your hand and your fingers will sort of point in the direction of your foot or a little bit out to the right. So the palm of your hand's on the floor and your elbow's standing over your hand. The way your knee stands over your foot, right? Although we don't normally crawl around like a crab like this, so we don't think of our elbow standing over our hand like this, but your elbow's standing over your hand. Good. And your fingers down towards your feet or a little bit out to the right. Good. Okay. And with your left hand, you can place your left hand on your right elbow and just find that contact. So a little bit you feel pushed down towards the floor so you feel the whole length of your forearm, feel that your elbow really has this idea you're standing over your hand. And now here's some modifications. If this is really hard on your wrist, you can use the cushions and raise kind of the wrist so your fingers don't have to be flat. Um, Otherwise, make sure that your cushion's out of the way or whatever so you're not getting fussed with it. Okay. So good. Now, using your left hand, move your elbow up. That means in the direction over your head and back to where you started from. So your hand stays in contact with the floor. And you move your elbow. How about if I put it this way? You see if you can move your elbow up in the direction of the wall over your head and then back to where you started from. Back down even a little bit. So you're moving it kind of in a line parallel to your spine in a line parallel to the center of your body. Move your elbow up and down. And now this is a pretty interesting movement. What's going to let this happen? Your shoulder girdle, your shoulder blade, your collarbone have to slide, be free. Feel that. Look for that. Just look like with any movement Feldenkrais, the idea is don't make it happen by straining. Make it happen by letting go of work somewhere. And make it happen by using more of yourself. So does your chest have to stay completely still? Or can the right side of your chest shift or lift? Or it's kind of like you've got this lever system. The upper arm is like this lever and the shoulder blade can just lift your whole upper right corner of your chest. Roll it, lift it, move it. So as you move your elbow up towards the wall over your head, can that lift your chest? Can your chest soften? clavicle move, your ribs move, that whole right side of you lengthen from your shoulder to your hip, right side of your chest lengthen, and then down in the direction of your feet, can your elbow go down in the direction of your feet, does that, is there any give in your shoulder blade, can your shoulder blade slide anywhere to let that happen, can your chest soften anywhere to let that happen? This completely crazy idea someone came up with. Maybe. How about left and right side to side? Take your elbow left and right. You can use your right hand to take your left, sorry, your left hand to take your right elbow left and right. Or you can do it without the help of your left hand. Just take your elbow from side to side and feel. This is pretty interesting to look at. Take your elbow from side to side. Can your shoulder blade let that happen? Can your clavicle let that happen? Your ribs soften.
And now you've got up and down and left and right. Can you draw a circle? Can you take your elbow in a circle with your hand still standing on the floor and your elbow goes in a circle? And the one condition for any particularly crazy movement that Feldenkrais asks you to do is do whatever, use everything you've got to make it happen. Let your chest roll, let your chest soften, let your head move if your head needs to move. What can you take advantage of? Where can you soften and lengthen to make a real circle with your elbow? And then leave that, slowly bring your arm down, stretch out your legs, take a rest. And feel how your left shoulder rests on the floor, your right shoulder, each arm, compare. Then again, bend your knees and stand your feet. And place your left hand in this position, your left hand between your left shoulder and your left ear, fingers pointing a little down or out to the side. Make sure that you don't have, well, you have whatever pillows you want to help you doing that, but you don't have anything in the way. You don't have any blankets or pillows getting in the way. And then press on the floor and move your elbow up and away. You can use your right hand to guide it a little bit, or your left hand, I mean, or you can just do it with the elbow and lengthen your left side. Let your left shoulder blade rotate out and up. Come away from your spine. And it's not just your shoulder blade becomes free from your spine and from your chest, but your chest follows, your chest softens, and lets your elbow move up and down. Just try, look for it. So you have, yeah, like that. That's the idea. Now, if you can't get all the way because your wrist feels restricted or something, you can always, you can just put like your fist on the ground and later you'll get to having your palm on the ground. You can just adapt for what you're able to do now. You might have a few cushions and stuff back there, so they might be getting a little bit in your way, finding the floor. Yeah. And it's surprising. It could be very different on the one side and the other, can't it? Because I think you got right. You got your hand on the floor on the other side. It wasn't so confusing. So take your elbow up and down. And does the shoulder blade let that happen? Do your does your chest let that happen? And then from side to side, take your elbow from side to side. 
Left elbow side to side. Where does your shoulder blade slide as you take your elbow in? Where does it slide as you take your elbow out? How does your chest soften and let it come in? And then make this into a big, well, a big circle. Make a big circle only if that inspires you to let everything else participate and let this happen. Otherwise, make a small circle. If you make a big circle, then let your chest soften, the left side of your chest open. Let that help your shoulder. Turn the circle around, go in the other direction, try that. What becomes possible? Okay, bring your arms down, stretch out, take a rest. And again, bend your knees and stand your feet. And place now both hands on either side of your head. So both hands, palms in between your ear and your shoulder. And just very gently push with both hands and see if you can push with both hands and lift your head a little bit from the floor. So you're using your hands and you're using a little bridge from your elbows to lift your head from the floor. And then you let go of that use of your hand and take your head back to the floor. Oh, everybody's doing the second variation first. Okay, let's do the second variation first. The second variation is you push with your hands so that you a little bit are lifting your shoulders from the floor and the back of your head slides on the floor and you look in the direction of the wall over your head. So you can push with your hands and find a way that that slides the back of your head on the floor so you're looking a little bit at the wall over your head. Push with your hands to lift your shoulders and look up, number one. And then try the other variation. Push with your hands gently and lift your head to look between your knees. Does that feel strange? Just gently. It's the coordination that's interesting, not not a exercise and just try it see it's okay if you have enough. it made you sound feel funny. yeah it's a little it could make you feel kind of mm. any stuff with your neck and a little tilting yeah yeah good okay and leave that bring your arms down stretch out your legs take a rest seeing a lot of people waving their hands around. Roll your hands. You can just lie your hands on the floor and roll your arms in, roll your arms out gently.
and then rest. And now bend your left knee and stand your left foot and place your left hand standing next to your left ear between your ear and shoulder with your fingers pointing down in the direction of your foot. And now can you leave your right leg long, so just your left leg standing. And have your left leg again a bit out to the side, wide, wider than your hips, close to your buttocks, wider than your hips. And push with your foot and push with your hand at the same time so that you roll towards your left side. You roll your pelvis and you roll your chest. So you roll towards the right, push with your left hand and your left foot and roll towards the right and then come back. How smoothly and continuous, how smooth and continuous is the movement of rolling towards your side and of rolling back towards your back. So let's try, let's play a little bit with the timing. So leave the movement from your foot, push with your left foot, and then pushing with your left hand and rolling your shoulders will be the last thing that comes into the movement. And then come back to the floor. Try that. So you're starting from your foot and then your hands just adding the little, little push, a little finesse at the end. And then can you push with your hand and have that start the movement and the foot's just going to join in when the roll makes it down your chest to your pelvis and your foot becomes part of it. It's probably easier to start from one side or the other for each person. You're a foot person or you're a hand person, shall we say. And play with doing it simultaneously again. And let your face roll to the left. I meant roll to the right, but it's good to try both, actually. So roll your face to the left a few times, looking towards your standing arm. And then back to the ceiling as you come back down. The head is meant to be very independent. It's always good to be able to do one thing in its opposite. And now roll your head to the right as you push with your left foot and your left hand. Roll to the right and let your head roll to the right. Let your face turn to the right and also take the back of your head backwards as you roll to your right. Just push with your left foot and your left hand. You roll to the right. Let your face turn to the right. And take the back of your head backwards. If you take the back of your head backwards, it's going to start to find your left arm, your left forearm, your left hand, maybe the space between your left hand and your body. So you could actually take the back of your head backwards under your left arm. Maybe it's an idea. Start looking for it. 
We've got four more weeks after tonight. You know, we might find it. If not tonight, then another night. Great. Okay, leave that, stretch out, take a rest. One of my favorite lines, actually, I don't know that I've ever heard of all the recordings of Feldenkrais. I don't know if I've heard him say it, but I guess I hear it attributed to him, which is the admonition that if someone asks you to do something that nobody's ever asked you to do in all the 30 or 40 or 50 or 60 years you've been on the planet, don't worry too much if you can't do it in the first two minutes. So. And so let's try that on the other side. Bend your right foot. Stand your right hand next to your head. Press with your right foot in your right hand and roll to the left and let your face turn to the left. Let everything turn to the left. And then come back down. And just on your own, you can play a bit with the timing. Does your pelvis go first? Does your chest go first? Do you push with your foot first or your hand first? And just play with that slowly, a little bit methodically. Try it a few times doing one first, and then try it a few times doing the other first. And then try making it simultaneous. Can it be simultaneous that your hip and your shoulder on the right come away from the ground at the same time and return to the ground at the same time? So everything's very equally distributed. All of the movement, all of the effort, all of the work, the timing, everything's equally distributed. Time so that it's all happening at the same time and all returning at the same time. And I see quite a few people who are already practically taking the back of their head backwards and under their right arm now. Go ahead and start doing that. If you haven't been doing that, your belly comes forward, your chest comes forward, and your head goes backwards. Beautiful. It's easy on this side, eh? There's some people. Some people aren't going to stop. Okay. And leave that. Stretch out. Take a rest.
and stand your right hand next to your head. Leave your legs long. Stand your right hand next to your head. And can you push with your right hand and roll your chest to the left and take the back of your head backwards with your legs long like this? What happens with your legs long like this? Does it become easier? Does it become more difficult? What do you have to, how do you have to use yourself? What do you have to let yourself make use of? So your right hand standing, palm on the floor in the space between your right ear and your right shoulder with your elbow bent towards the ceiling. And can you push from there to roll your chest and roll your head right, left I mean, roll left and let the back of your head go backwards. And maybe your pelvis rolls too. Maybe your pelvis rolls a little, maybe it rolls a lot. Depends on how much movement you have in your chest, your spine. Great, beautiful. Try it with your left hand. Switch to the other side. Place your left hand between your left shoulder, your left ear, and what's it like on this side? Can you roll your shoulders to the right? Take the back of your head backwards in that space underneath your left upper arm, forearm. You can stand your left foot and help yourself with your left foot. If you think that's going to be easier, go back and forth with your foot standing and your leg long and see which is easier and see how you can make it easier with your foot and without your foot. The back of your head into that space. It's almost like looking up towards your forearm at the end. It's great. Beautiful, stretch out, take a rest. And then bend your knees, stand both your feet a good distance apart, and place both your hands standing on either side of your head. And can you go now from side to side? Can you push with your left hand and left foot and roll to the right and take the back of your head through the hole of your left hand and then to the other side, push with your right foot, your right hand rolls to the left and take your head backwards underneath the hole of your right arm. So you just go from side to side. It's a little bit more awkward with both of your elbows towards the ceiling, but give it a try. Feel what directions your elbows go in, what directions your knees go in. Can you keep them kind of standing towards the ceiling or do they start to go from side to side? Beautiful. Okay. Great. Okay, leave that, stretch out. And bend your knees and stand your feet and interlace your hands behind your head. And now lift your elbows towards your knees, your knees towards your elbows. Lift your head from the floor and take your elbows and knees towards one another. So you just sort of curl up and let your low back sink into the floor. And just hold, stay up like this for a moment, roll from side to side. Just give yourself some um, 
We've been doing the opposite thing with our back for the last 45 or 50 minutes or so. So just lengthen your back. Take your elbows and knees towards one another. Roll a little bit from side to side just to just to uh, give your back a little change from what we spent such a long time doing. Great. And then leave that and stretch out. And do you remember what your contact with the floor was like when we started? What the space behind each of those spans of your bridge was behind your knees, behind your low back, behind your neck. And feel what's different, what's changed. And then whenever you're ready at your own pace, you can slowly roll to your side, come up to sitting, come up to standing, take your time. <clears throat> 